Hi guys, this is Abby with the Smooth Kitty. Let's get into it. Okay, so today, well, welcome everybody. I w- I'm so glad you have returned to my podcast because you guys, I am seriously so in love with you guys. Just thank you for s- listening and I really appreciate it. Um, I just want to educate as many people as I can about skincare products and understanding the skin just because I just, again, it's so important and understanding your specific skin type and understanding what products are best for you. I just, I love to be here. I love talking about skincare and I will always be here. So you're just going to have to deal with me. It's okay. Okay, so today I wanted to talk about why we need to cleanse our face. Um, I feel like when you understand and come to the knowledge of why we need to cleanse, you are more inclined to do it because you know why. I mean, I get it. I get that guys don't do it as often as ladies and they still have like perfect skin, it seems like. But again, they have like a ton of blackheads and sebaceous filaments and they don't want to get rid of that which I don't blame them but there's a reason why we do all this to our skin you guys I love the fact that whatever we invest in our skin that's what we get back so if you want to do your cleansing your serums your moisturizing and your SPF you're gonna get that skin that you want especially if you have those ingredients that are best for your specific skin type So that's why I wanted to talk about cleansing. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about cleansing. I'll be going over the science of um, cleansers, the different types of cleansers, and what skin types are best for which specific cleanser. Um, I have tips for you guys and like a little cheat sheet at the end. Okay, cool. Okay, so honestly, your skin is going to look dirty. It can't be avoided. Not just from like the grime and muck of daily life, but in addition to all of it, your skin also secretes sebum, sweat, and dead skin cells. But again, that is a natural part of keeping your skin healthy and allowing it to continually shield you from external pathogens. In other words, the way your setting is acceptable and just remember those crumbs you have to sweep up around the house on a regular basis that is you it's crazy you guys we shed so much but that's so why important so important why we need to clean our house but i want to um let you guys know that washing or cleansing your face is a preventative measure to think about okay more than just removing makeup or even acne prevention, washing your face has many other benefits. The buildup of all those particles can lead to modifications in texture and clarity. They might even make irritation more likely and making your skin sensitive. So eek. The face has been contaminated and can start an unwanted cascade of free radical damage that hastens aging. Using your cleanser is a step in preventing aging. It ought to be the first thing you do in your routine. Again, it should be the first thing you do in your routine. 
because you don't want to put those expensive anti-aging or pigmentation serums on a dirty face because that grime is like a shield over your skin that prevents all that good serums from penetrating and then that's just a waste of your serum so cleansing should be the first thing to do in your routine so let's start fresh and be sincere about it unwanted microbes could potentially be left behind when makeup is applied to an unwashed face Skipping the cleansing step is pretty counterproductive if you want to establish a good routine because in addition to leading to breakouts, it can make it more difficult for your products to penetrate and work on your skin. As unglamorous as cleansers may seem, they do work for you every day. So next Thanksgiving, I'm grateful for my cleanser because it works for me and my specific skin type. Okay, so science behind cleansers. So any cleanser, surfactant, is one of its primary cleansing ingredients. These cute little guys have a hydrophilic head that loves the water and a hydrophobic tail that despises water. These guys need cleaning because they can interact with both and pick up the dirt and grime, which then can be washed off your face with a splash of water. Their surfactants in a cleanser group up to form micelles that resemble spears. The micelles interact with the oil and grime that are attached to the cleanser as you apply it in scrub and then are removed with a rinse. So although the science is fairly simple, designing the ideal cleanser involves some art. The ideal cleanser wouldn't interact with your stratum corneum. Instead, it would only work on dirt. Unfortunately, not all surfactants are as effective as they could be. Your stratum corneum, the proteins and lipids may actually bind with some great saving surfactant, giving your skin that dry sensation. We don't want our faces to feel excessively clean and bare. That is not the goal. Along with your stratum corneum, you need to have the acid mantle. Not a real mantle, but this term refers to your stratum corneum's mildly acidic environment. And this acidity has an impact on the general health of your stratum corneum. Skin conditions like eczema and atopic dermatitis are characterized by higher skin pH, which has been linked to the disruption of skin bacteria. Sadly, a lot of cleansers, including like regular soap, have a very high pH that can irritate people with compromised skin. Um, I actually have... (laughs) have had a lot of clients that have used like dove bar soap on their skin and that's actually causing a compromise barrier and removing that lipid acid mantle and that is not what we want this is why having a ph cleanser with a good balance is crucial every cleanser on the market has undergone numerous tests to check for stability and support Cleaning, power, irritability, potential, and a user experience ingredients. So we have the different types of cleansers. We have micellar water, which is very gentle and effective, varies widely between products. Wipes, they are very convenient and effective, but I suggest use a normal cleanser. Because they are so alcoholic, alcohol, they have a lot of alcohol, and that is very drying. So, like, if you are on the move, like, if you are always on the plane or even on, like, just traveling, yeah, uh, wipes would be the most convenient and effective. 
But if you do, or like if you're at your house, I would use a cleanser because they're not super, they don't have a whole lot of alcohol in it. Again, if they're, that is the right brand for you. Um, like Neutrogena wipes, I used to use them. And then once I noticed how much alcohol was in it and that was not good for my combination dry skin, cause I have dry skin and alcohol dries out your skin and that led my skin to be a little bit more compromised than I wanted it to. So your gel cleansers, they can range from super gentle to powerful, excuse me, acne cleansers that can dry and strip the skin. Read the gel cleanser labels carefully because even though they are good for your like oily skin types and acne prone, you don't want them to be too irritating and strip the skin. Then we have the cream cleanser. Classic, creamy, goodness. Cleanses very well, but can be too stripping. So again, check the ingredient list carefully. Honestly, when I um, come into contact with clients that don't have a very high budget for specific cleansers, I mean, especially the cleansers that I uh, recommend them, like Glymed Plus or even um, image skincare eminence, they're pretty like expensive. Like I get that. And what has worked for me in the past before even becoming an esthetician, I used CeraVe. They aren't, I mean, the, the only reason why I liked CeraVe, CeraVe is because of the ceramides. If they didn't have the ceramides in the cleansers, I wouldn't use it. But those with like pretty dry skin, I do recommend the CeraVe, um, green, cleanser because that is the hydrating one. It has ceramides in it to help with the acid mantle. Okay. Um, we have a cleansing balm. I love those ones because they are oil and they help take off my makeup. That's the first cleanse I will always use as a cleansing balm to get rid of like those, um, excess sebum or even like dead skin cells from my face before going in with my actual cleanser that's targeting my specific skin needs, okay? Um, it is travel-friendly and leak-safe alternative to oil cleansers. Powder, it is a cleanser, effective, gentle, and it is a bit of physical exfoliation, but it is a little messy. Then we have bar soap. While some bar soaps can be gentle enough for the skin, most have a higher pH and can be really stripping to the skin, so I do not recommend them. And then lastly, cleansing oil. That is a great way to take everything off. Look for one that doesn't leave an oily residue. Whichever cleanser you may choose, make sure to choose this specific cleanser to your specific skin type. So I would like to talk about SLS, also referred to as sodium lauryl sulfate. The fact that SLS is inexpensive and effective at cleaning is one of the one reasons it is incorporated into so many cleansers. It's almost too effective at cleansing. But because of this, it's also used in irritation testing and as a positive control. This means that concentrated SLS is actually used to deliberately irritate the skin in order to test how the skin responds to products. This contributes to SLS's reputation as being irritating, but keep in mind that concentration is the key. A small amount combined with another softer surfactant can still create a mild cleanser that works well. It is intended to create balance in the body. So here are some 
tips that I would like to share with you. Cleanser tip one, know your surfactants. From soft, gentle to holy moly clean, cleanser gel and cream products can be found for your everyday needs. You should learn quickly to decode that ingredient list rather than basing your decision solely on frequently unreliable marketing claims. There are teams of market, marketers, okay? They are they have perfected marketing in the skincare industry and they will say anything for you to buy it even if it isn't reliable. So on your cleanse journey, finding your surfactant BFF can help you avoid a lot of heartache. So here are some um popular surfactants. We have the traditional soap. It's excellent cleansing ability with a low or sorry, with a high pH that can be stripping. They can be applied to the skin that is normal or oily. It is inappropriate for people with sensitive dry skin and eczema or other stratum corneum conditions. Sodium hydroxide or potassium hydroxide will be some important ingredients. These substances convert fatty acids into soap. Okay, so we have sulfate. It is a low pH, but still have lots of foam and great cleansing power. It is good for all skin types. But those whose skin is sensitized by this kind of surfactant, it is not a good mix. In the ingredient list, it will be known as SLS, also known as sodium lauryl sulfate, and SLES, which is sodium laureth sulfate. SLES is the more skin-friendly option of the two, though. Cocoa betaine, the most common gentle surfactant. It is skin-friendly, good cleansing power, and decent foam. All skin types looking for a more gentle option. Ironically, this can be an allergen for some skin types. The official name of the surfactant is something that I'm going to butcher, but I will go ahead. Cocoamidopropyl, yeah, betaine. But sometimes, again, it's going to be called cocobetaine for short for people like me that can't pronounce it. Um, then we have other gentle surfactants. So, have you tried all the most common ones but still haven't found your true love? Try some of the surfactants here. These are for sensitive skin or even chronic dryness. Who is not for those who enjoy a good luxurious foam? Surfactant in this category are usually low to no foam. In the ingredients label, look for SCI, which is sodium cocoyl isothionate glucosides, cocoamphiosates, and amino acids are common ingredients in the category. They usually come together in a bundle deal. Again, if you didn't understand what I said, look it up because, again, I did not. I butchered those. Butchered. Okay? Cleanser tip two. Consider the pH. It never hurts to double-check the pH of your cleanser. If you have sensitive skin, chronically dry skin, psoriasis, or even eczema, the natural acidity of your skin, which typically hovers around pH 5.5, is crucial to the health of its microbiome and over, overall system. Try to choose cleansers with a listed skin-friendly pH that is roughly anything under 6 for those scientists who don't yet fully comprehend the complexities of the microbiome and skin pH. Healthy skin has the ability to self-regulate the pH, so if you have a normal healthy skin but use a high pH cleanser that you don't 
love, don't freak out. pH is a much more important consideration for those with compromised skin. Tip three, boost your cleansing power. You have discovered the ideal daily daily cleanser that doesn't strip or irritate your skin, but you are still unsure that you are doing enough or doing a thorough enough job of cleansing. What can you do to increase cleansing force without causing skin irritation? Consider double cleansing. Actually, that is something that I do recommend every night for those people that do wear makeup or even sunscreen. Double cleansing is a method where you start with an oil cleanser, then finish with a gentle cream or gel cleanser. Again, depending on your skin type, with gentle cream, it would be for like dry, combination dry, and then gel cleanser would be oily, acne-prone skin. The oil cleanser is a cleanser that helps remove all of your dirt and grime and even makeup. The cream cleanser then helps take off any excess grease from the oil cleanser. Are you feeling lost yet? (laughs) Here is a list of some suggested routines for your consideration based on your lifestyle. So if you're a makeup addict, we advise double cleansing if you use long-lasting makeup to ensure that your skin is thoroughly clean. Begin your cleansing routine with a makeup-removing cleanser or like a cleansing balm, and then use a second gentle cleanser to finish. Are you constantly on the go? What about makeup wipes? Again, I... Do recommend makeup wipes if you're constantly going. That can serve as a quick skin refresher if you're constantly on the go or traveling. Or even a micellar water can also be thrown in your gym bag for a quick post-workout cleanse. What about sensitive skin? Search for a pH-friendly uh, cleanser if you have sensitive skin. And then try to focus on the cleanser surfactant your skin can tolerate. For dry skin, a balm cleanser or oil balm may be all you need. What about oily skin? By mid-afternoon, people with oily skin have a tendency to overwash because they feel too shiny. Attempt, well, avoid doing that. Washing and patting dry your skin. Doesn't improve the situation of oily skin or the condition of the skin barrier. Find a cleanser that works well but doesn't completely strip the skin. Uh, your skin will be used used to it after a little while. In conclusion, look for your anchor cleanser first. This cleanser takes care of the majority of your cleansing requirements without stripping. Since cleansers are generally quite individualized, expect some trial and error. However, the initial effort will be worthwhile once you find your cleanser because then you'll have a fuss-free, dependable staple that is almost as automatic as brushing your teeth. So at the end, I promised a cheat sheet, okay? So oily skin, look for gel cleansers without that squeaky clean finish. If you are more acne prone, go for that gel or even foam cleansers. Dry skin, cleansing oil, or a cream sensitive skin start without the fragrance non-foaming cream cleanser that should help those with compromised skin thank you so much for listening please subscribe to this podcast and go follow me on instagram at the underscore smooth kitty to gain more education about skin skincare and content on waxing If you have any more questions, please feel free to reach out. See you next time.